Again, the audio is a bit wacky. I've done my best to edit it, but there could be a bit of an echo. I'm doing my best to make sure this is not a recurring theme. Enjoy. Ladies and germs, it is your host, Vince. I am here. This is Atomic Radio Hour, episode 228, right? Kyle, right? 228? Yeah, yep, yep. Right? Thank yep. you. Okay, cool. Hi, everybody. I'm here. Kyle's here. It's 228. That's a lot of episodes. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Kyle, how are you? I'm good. That's good, dude. What's what's new? Anything fun going on? Uh, no. Nothing really, you no. know. All the games are coming out. What are you playing right now? I was just about to ask you. What are you playing right now? Uh, Cyberpunk. Really? Back yes. to it? How it's is good. it? You're on the five, right? You're yep. playing on the five? On five. You, you're enjoying it? Yes. I hear it's a very good game. I hear it's just not optimized well. Like uh, it just doesn't play know. very well. I, I disagree. Uh, really? Maybe on like PC. I don't know. But it, it's No Man's Skyed, you know? It came back? Yeah. Cool. I uh, Have you played the new God of War? Uh, nope. Really? Why not? Uh, I, no money. Oh, I see. It's that time of year. I see. Shocking. It looks- <laughs> I, I it, we're going to talk about it a little later, but it's like already in the the running for game of the yeah. year. Yeah. So we're going to talk really about good. a little bit more of that stuff. The episode is probably titled like the Game Awards of this year. Um, I don't know if we're going to actually talk about the winners. We'll probably talk about the winners a little bit next week. Um, but if you're new here, this is Kyle. This is one of my best friends. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Uh, Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, show brought to you entirely by the Patreon as of thus far. There's a link to the description below. If you like the program, you can check us out on the Patreon. Uh, we're the Post-Nuclear Podcast, and I, again, am your host, Vince. Hi. Um, Kyle, there's some things that I want to talk to you about. Uh, one of them I thought was very funny. Um, not haha funny, but like, you know, strange funny when it came up. Um, Batman has died. Yep. And it's incredibly sad. Um, I'm a big Batman guy. I really like Batman. Uh, I I don't feel like I like Batman for a lot of the reasons why other people like Batman. Because I feel like a lot of nor I'm going to hate that I'm using this word like non-ironically, ironically, if you will. Um, a lot of people like Batman because he's just this rich, like kick-ass superhero man but i like the idea of batman being depressed i like the idea of batman being just my parents died and i watched it and i don't know how to emotionally cope with this i like that a lot about batman i like the psychological aspect of batman batman's villains are psychological studies themselves one of my favorites being freeze and especially the more modern adaptation of freeze of him just being like I need to fix my wife because I'm incomplete without her. And Batman being like, Freeze, I get it. I know what it's like to love, but you can't kill people for one person. Like, I always felt like Batman had a mutual respect for his, if, when he's written correctly. And I think that for me, the, 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 the a person to play Batman, an actor to play Batman, Honestly, hasn't really been captured in my mind. I really did like Robert Pattinson, but again, that's him playing Batman very broodingly. Uh, 
I'd like to see what that Batman looks when he's not been doing Batman for two years. But in my opinion, and I think Kyle, you might agree with me on this one, the best person to ever play Batman, at least in the voice, is Kevin Conroy. And Kevin Conroy sadly has passed away. And do you know what day it was? Now that I'm thinking about it, Friday the 11th. And I feel like what a fitting day for Batman to die. Like, <laughs> he he died, uh, I kind of consider it like the end of October, beginning of November to be like Batman season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I believe yeah, the way Gotham. Halloween. Yeah, and like the way Gotham was described was um, the coldest night in, in, in November. So it's like just out of October. Like it's just like the last two weeks in the first, the last two weeks of October, first two weeks of November, just. And I have a friend who I was current, actually like the day before it, it was announced that he passed away. We had watched the uh, laughing fish episode of the animated series where the Joker tries to patent the fish because they're smiling and he wants a royalty. And Kyle, if you haven't watched that in a while, please do. Like, it's mm. not just that one episode, but to hear Mark Hamill 30 years ago, yeah. it doesn't sound like him now. Like, now I feel like his Joker voice is so settled in one area, and it's it's grizzled almost, and it's still light and whimsical, but this is like, it's airy, dude. Like, he feels like he's floating when he speaks. And Kevin Conroy, he's a thir he's 30, he's 30 something when he's doing that. He's just... I also, he played Batman in one of the CW shows as like an elder Bruce. Just, it's one of those, and I didn't really grow up with the animated series. I was born in 96, so the show was pretty much coming to an end when I was born. Because I think the last season was in 97. And he, I don't know, that's that's my Batman. You know how some people are like, oh, my Batman's like uh, George Clooney or my Batman's Christian Bale, which, uh, gross. It, growth. Uh, or um who else who's the guy that with the guy that everybody loves that danny devito is with that i can never remember his name michael keaton michael Ke i was right it was michael i couldn't think of his name michael keaton i i can't believe it like i'll even adam west i feel like adam west was just such a different version of batman it was so campy it was so goofy and here comes this, you know, Kevin Conroy was the person who invented Batman and Bruce Wayne having two different voices. Hmm. Like, like that's such an iconic thing now that like to the point where Christian Bale does it and he does it so poorly that you have to watch the movie with <laughs> subtitles on three times just to understand it because it sounds like he just got done eating peanut butter directly out of the jar. <laughs> Batman is it's just died. so bad. It's so bad. It I really it. is. I, I, I hate that, like, The Dark Knight was looked at as such, like, a phenomenal movie. When it's This is going to get a lot of hate. I know it's going to get a lot of hate. I just don't care. I hate those movies. I, we're not talking about the Joker. We're talking about Batman. But Heath Ledger's Joker's not good. He's not funny. He makes one joke the entire time, and then he doesn't even have – he, like, laughs twice. There was actually a fan edit that I saw on YouTube years ago that was clips of – Heath Ledger's Joker with Mark Hamill's laugh and it was like this makes that Joker so much better Dark Knight 3 sucks I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and bitch and moan we should honor the life that was a, that was for in front of us not again yeah not again and 
I loved the Arkham games. I feel like a lot of my exposure to Batman, especially in my formative years, was through the Arkham games. Kyle, your first midnight release was Arkham Knight, was it not? Was it? I might have been, yeah. I believe you said it was, because I remember going with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Kevin Conroy passed away. So just Kyle, can we get a moment of silence for Kevin Conroy? Thank you. So, Kyle, there's another thing I want to talk about real quick before we get into the lore, and I don't want to spend a whole hell of a lot of time on it because I don't really know what's going on. And honestly, it seems like a developing story, and I don't feel like I'm in the right to talk about it completely. I have no idea. So, so, so let me know. So did you see what happened with Bayonetta? Did you ever play the Bayonetta games? Yes. I have played the first one. So the woman who did the voice of Bayonetta claimed that she wasn't being compensated fairly and claimed that they offered her four grand, I believe it was. Again, all of this is alleged. I am not I'm, – I'm probably misquoting things. Yeah, the, the, the amount would have equaled like 26 copies of the game being sold. Real? Oh, with Bayonetta? Is what – like the amount they offered her for her sessions would have equaled 26 games being sold. Wow. Well – Apparently, it, it, she said that they only wanted to pay her so much and then they wanted to do like and then it came out that they wanted to offer her four thousand dollars per session. And it was like anywhere from four to six sessions. So she would have made what like the average person makes in a year in five days. And uh, the dude who's like the director of Platinum Games like came out and was like, here's the receipts and here's what we wanted to offer. And it was like a smear campaign that she did. Now, are voice actors underpaid? Yeah, probably. I just got Absolutely. done talking about how much Kevin Conroy's Batman means to me. Like, that's what Batman sounds like to me. That deep, gruff, gruff husky voice. That is what Batman sounds like to me. And now I know that he's dead. I'll never hear that voice again. It makes those performances so much special. And I know everyone else is going to be walking within the shadow of, of that man. And Bayonetta is a pretty iconic character. She's in Smash. She's the reason why people bought Wii U's for a while because nobody was buying Wii U's. Kyle, did you have a Wii U? Now can say I did. That's the one console I have that you don't. That's why... See what I'm saying? Nobody's buying Wii U's. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it came out that she was going to get paid like twenty to thirty thousand dollars for this performance. That's a lot of money. That's a that's a I could like for the average person that's a life changing amount of money. And now it turns out that there's a suit going on between Mick Gordon and Bethesda. And again, all of this is alleged. I don't know all of it. I just wanted to touch on it briefly because it's a Bethesda story. Mick Gordon is claiming that he was told he had to do the soundtrack within like 11 months and that they were already selling pre-orders of the game before anything had happened. Bethesda had put behind me is the official statement that Bethesda put out. But like I said, I'm not really delving deep into this. I just wanted to talk about it. I'm not saying that Bethesda didn't oh, pay him the because Doom stuff, right? Yeah. This is the guy who made well, okay. Kyle, 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 I did watch Kyle. Have you listened to the Doom soundtrack lately? I have not. Okay. That's my song. Like BFG division is what I put on when I run. When I'm tired, that song is six minutes of get the f up and run faster. 
that and mm-hmm. the only thing they fear is you there's a point like there's a there's an eight minute version on youtube there's a point like six minutes in where like i hear that and i'm just like i'm i'm ready to kill demons like i'm ready to just smash demon skulls wide open like it's just like it's what you want to hear when you're in the gym pretty much and like it's just it's super heavy super energetic it's really good music it is and now bethesda's coming out and saying that like some of it's been a fabrication and he was told again i don't really know how to talk about this until the the until it's over essentially and it's a shame because if they make a doom three like is it not going to be the same music is it going to be in the same vein kyle you know bfg division he samples a chainsaw yeah yeah. that's nuts there that like it's not a guitar like he plays it on a guitar but i think he plays it on a guitar but it's like a pitched chainsaw that's like not even just on like a musicality level but on like a gear thing like a gearhead level the fact that he can do that and then play that is insane so i don't know what's going yeah. on I, I i apparently the guy who did the music again apparently allegedly i'm not saying any of this is valid or fact the dude who did the the skyrim soundtrack and that skyrim ost is fantastic yep. like if skyrim did nothing else right it did its sa- dude i'll have people over for like a small little like dinner party type thing at the at the at the at the crib as the kids say and mm-hmm. like i just put on ambient skyrim white run music for the 10 I, hour I have the vinyl record of it do you really yeah how much video game sound can you send me your discogs because i saw that you got the uh um, oh, Sam and Max. I haven't touched that since I stopped the vinyl subscription thing. When was the last time you updated it? Since I had the vinyl subscription thing. Yeah, how long ago was that? Many, many, many months ago. <laughs> but like this year, last year, last year. Are you are are you pretty much just buying OSTs lately? Or are you buying other stuff? Uh, I mean. I, it's both. I mean, I haven't. This is the only one recently that was like, I need this. The Sam and Max one. Yeah. No, I get it. I feel you. But send me a link. I still want to see what you have because I saw that you right. posted thing. And I don't know if we're following each other on Discogs. I haven't updated my Discogs in years. Anyway, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think of this whole situation because, like I said, I, I'm a I'm a layman. I have no clue what's happening in this entire ordeal. So let me know. Let me let me know what you think, and then you know we can go from there. But Kyle, we got to get into this lore. Yes. Before we get into lore, I have to thank the Patreon. Like I said at the top of the program, the the show is completely sponsored and funded by the Patreon. Because of you guys, I continue to do this. And you're much loved and much appreciated. So starting at the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. Like I said, because of you guys, the show is entirely funded through you guys. I love you very much. Thank you for being part of the program. Now, every week... I ask a question in the Discord, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick this week's lore. This week, the person who got it right, I messaged, and they never got back to me. It's been like a week. So I gave them some time to get back to me, and they never did, and I just said, well, I guess I'm picking. So if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, jump in the Discord. 
Once a week, I ask a question, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. And this week, since someone got it but didn't answer my DM, I picked it. And I picked the Triggermen from Fallout 4. The Triggermen, a group of mobsters. It's a rough, uh, roughly organized band of hooligans in Boston in 2287. It's loosely controlled. It's independently organized, but it is a crime syndicate. It's organized crime. So I just think it's funny that it's organized crime that's loosely organized. They have leaders which I kind of assumed was like, we all belong to the same clique. We all have our own kind of organization, our own leadership, our own code of ethics. And we fall under a few folks. One of them being Skinny Malone, who you meet in Vault 114. There's there's Eager Ernie, who runs the uh, E-City Downs, which I'll talk about a bit later. And there's also Morawski, who I'll talk about. Again, all these people come up a little bit later. They're based on the pre-war concept of a mafia, which Boston was known to have one. Uh, that's the thing about the mafia. It exists, but it doesn't. And you're in it, but you're not. It's like one of those, like, it's like Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Everybody is in Wu-Tang. Like, everybody's been in Wu-Tang. They've had, like, 90,000 members. The idea of it being based upon pre-war and having these pre-war code of ethics that kind of followed over is because they allow ghouls in. Now, there aren't really raider groups that have ghouls. I don't even think, like, Vipers or Khans have ghouls within them, but it would be nice to see that. But the Triggermen have ghouls in their ranks. Now, some of their some of their places of operation, they have these hideouts. They have these places where they, they culminate. They congregate. Uh, one of them being Vault 114, where you meet up with Nick Valentine, and him and Skinny Malone have somewhat of a, a uh, pass together. I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. They also have this motif about them that's very mafia-esque, very Don Corleone, if you will, very suit and tie. You dress up, you look nice, You and they have Tommy guns, which I actually really like the addition of the Tommy or the submachine gun in Fallout 4. It just fits, especially the spray and pray. That's one of my favorite weapons from 4. I just, it, that, it just works, like, for <laughs> lack of a better term. I really like the Tommy guns being there. I do like the Triggermen. I kind of wish they were a little more expounded upon. Uh, but they do have a code of honor, like I said. Skinny Malone ordered that Nick Valentine be spared due to the old times. I've been playing Fall 3 again, and Colin Moriarty and Lucas Sims don't like each other, but they don't hate each other. And there's a mutual respect that Moriarty has for Lucas Sims because he knows... Like, this is a man who is putting his life on the line to save the people of this town who has a child of his own. And he also knows that because of him doing that, Moriarty gets to have his saloon open. And I feel like that's kind of what they were going for with Skinny Malone and Nick Valentine. Yes, Nick Valentine is a detective. He's not a cop, but he's a detective. And he's trying to maybe damper what Skinny Malone is doing, but he has a respect for him because he himself, Nick himself, has a code of ethics and something he believes in. And I think that's commendable. That even though we don't get along, you're respected. So them being a mafia, them being some sort of organized crime unit, they have many ways of making money. Uh, one of them being pe the peddling of chems. Uh, they will make chems and they will push them into various other neighborhoods, other settlements. They will push them into Good Springs being one of the dens of chem abuse, chem addiction, chem usage. They have a connect 
in Diamond City. Diamond City has another kind of mob. It's a very wealthy f- a mob, a very wealthy family that lives there that is kind of in control of things that will push chems in and out. But they have one guy who they is their guy who they push chems to and he flips them inside of Diamond City. A lot of the time, they're also used as higher guns, muscle, mercenary, bodyguards. But they're looked at as more of, like, a higher end. Um, the Elvis had a group of bodyguards or people that would hang around with him and do things with him. Uh, I believe they were called the Memphis Mafia because they were his bodyguards. They were his guys he'd send ahead and pay for things and stuff. That's kind of how the Triggermen are. If you need a job done, you can pay for the Triggermen to help you out with it. Be it muscle, be it a body, be it X, be it Y, or even be it Z. They also have a robot racetrack called the East City Downs that you brought up earlier that's run by Eager Eager Ernie. Uh, And I think it's super cool to just have a racetrack in general and then robots run. There's a Mr. Handy and a Saltron. I believe there might be an... I bought, I'm probably wrong when I say that, but just the idea of like putting money on robots to run, I think is such a fun idea. I also just really like gambling and I really like horse racing, but like, I think it's cool that they're doing like shady gambling stuff and they have a pre-war mafia motif. Hancock hires them for for use as bodyguards in one of the uh, quests when you do the the the, the big dig with Bobby No Nose. He shows up when you break into his break into Hancock's property. He's there with two triggermen. He he hires them like I said, he allows them. Uh but in the strategy guide it states and the strategy guides are considered non-canon. I think a lot of the stuff in there is fun flavor that why wouldn't it be canon? Uh, he knows that Hancock knows that if they get too powerful, he has to kick them out, especially if they question his position as mayor. That's in the strategy guide. It's not verbatim, but it's what I gleamed. There's also Morowski's Chem Lab, hidden in an abandoned fish packing plant. Chems are produced there and later distributed to various other settlements. If there is anything, and I mean anything, that will make money, no matter what time it is, no matter where the any country is, no matter where civilization is, it's drugs. So why not peddle drugs? Especially in a world where drugs are kind of looked down upon, but not looked down upon, it's more just open. Like, people do them. People chem it up. What are you going to do? So directly from fallout.fandom.com for you fine folks, where I get all of my lo- Most triggermen are hostile towards a sole survivor, although some are friendly or neutral as part of random encounters with Skinny Malone and his men. A group of triggermen can be seen at the East City Downs with raiders suggesting that they cooperate. This is further evidenced by Shinjin's raider group, which, again, work with the triggermen. At the conclusion of the big dig, there are two triggermen who accompany Hancock and his bodyguard Fahrenheit as guards. Again, this indicates that they work together when paid. The Neighborhood Watch bear a strong resemblance to the Triggermen as they mainly use submachine guns and wear fedoras and suits. It is known that Mayor Hancock has agreements with the Triggermen, so it is possible that the Neighborhood Watch are members of the Triggermen allied with Hancock. Some of the locations that they operate out of are Vault 114, Park Street Station, Good Neighbor, Four Leaf Fish Packing Plant, East City Downs, The Strong Room, and Diamond City. 
Some notes for you, despite their lack of proper armor, Triggermen have a sizable innate damage resistance bonus to allow them to be competitive in combat. Higher level Triggermen with more hit points and greater damage resistance will spawn to higher player levels. Because of their damage resistance, Triggermen are generally tougher than Raiders of similar level. However, Triggermen lack any sort of energy resistance, making them particularly vulnerable to energy weapons. I remember going through Vault 114 and in that subway tunnel, all the Triggermen just be in hell my first playthrough. Triggermen seem to be exclusively male, except for Trish and Darla. In Chapter 7 of Shelter Online, the Chinese-only Fallout shelter... Uh, in Chapter 7, Exploring Vault 75, Robert McCready Mack uh, says that he used to be part of the Triggermen before he became a mercenary. They're fun. I like them. I like a ragtag group of homeboys that are out there trying to get what's theirs. I like the motif of the Mafia. And just like everything else to fall for, I wish they were a little more developed. But that's really all I have to say about the Triggermen. And that, my friends, is this week's lore. Hey, guys. It's that time of year again. It's time for the Game Awards. This is when Kyle and I get very excited about games, even though I have kind of feel like I've fallen out of love a bit with them. We talk about what we think is going to win, uh, what we think is best in show, if you will, and uh, just kind of how we feel about games this year. We do usually do our end-of-the-year wrap-up where we talk about our top five games and movies and shows and what have you, but for this... We are talking about the Game Awards. Kyle, the Game Awards are a Thursday or a Friday? It's, the, uh, it's December the 8th. Thursday, December 8th. Thursday, December 8th at various different yep. times. If I've learned anything from moving 2,000 miles away from my home is that time zones suck. 7.30 p.m. ET, 4.30 p.m. PT. That means 5.30 for me, which means I will get out of work and I will rush home to watch it with you. Kyle. Yep. Uh, we could cut this out if we don't want to make the plans. You want to do a watch along in the Discord? Sure, sure. Uh, I'll put you in charge of setting everything up, but join the Discord. Again, please join the Discord. Uh, there will be a link to it in the description below or in just the show notes or what have you. If you're on a podcasting site, join it because we're going to do a live watch along where you can sit there. Um, we won't stream it in the Discord, but if you you can watch it with us and Kyle and I will go, oh, ooh, ah, at all the new stuff that gets announced. But if they make me listen to Imagine Dragons again, I'm going to be pissed. So, Kyle, I don't think there's any other way to do it but to do it. So let's just jump into it. Yeah. I will be bopping off screen every now and again, but I will be in the corner. Kyle, my friend, are you recording? I am. Cool. So, category number one, my friend, is Game of the Year. Yes, I only played two of these games. Which, and two, let me guess, two of those are Stray and Elden Ring? Correct, yep. I so <laughs> I heard good things about the other ones. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to like them, but for me, it's either a tie between God of War or Elden Ring. Okay, so I'm with you. I feel like God of War is going to lose this solely because... It just came out, like, three days ago. Right. Actually, funny story, Kyle. I was in a GameStop the other day because I bought that uh, HDMI switcher for my PS2. Mm. And uh, then it died. I still got to play with it. I haven't had a chance to really fiddle with it. Um, and the guy's like, hey, you guys excited for any games? And I'm like, no. And he, like, just instantly got deflated. <laughs> and he's like, well, God of War comes out tonight. I'm like, already? He's like, what do you mean already? It's been delayed, like, three times. 
And I'm like, ah, dude, I'll be honest. I haven't liked video games since 2013. And then he wouldn't look at me for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think we all know Elden Ring is taking this because it was the oh, Game Awards most anticipated vote, game. Do it real quick. I just I signed in with the Atomic Radio Hour Twitter, so I might be tweeting out my predictions and I don't even know it. Uh, actually, if I can do it at the end, I'm definitely going to do that. Anyway, Elden Ring is going to win this. Uh, the Game Awards has had a huge boner for Elden Ring well before it came out. It won most anticipated game two years in a row. That being said, I don't know if my vote actually does anything. I'm going for Stray for two reasons. One, cat game. Two... I don't think it's an indie, but like it's the it's the small one here. It's the the for lack of better term, it's the underdog. It's the undercat of this category. And I'd like to see the underdog win. So I'm gonna go with Stray. I'm voting for Stray. Next category is best game direction. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West. We didn't even talk about Horizon. I have heard that it's a very like seven out of ten game. Mm. Uh Immortality, which I've never even heard of, and again, Stray. I think I, I think I seen know, somebody stream Immortality a little bit. It was kind of like a detective thing, where it's like actual video footage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, this is gonna go to Elden Ring. I mean, yeah, it just makes sense because they're it just. I think out of all of them, the creative vision, it's more an Elden Ring. See, I just like I want to give it to God of War because I like the first God. You and I like the first God yeah. of War so much, but like at the same time, I don't. I just it's so new. Like I can't even like like with God of with Elden Ring, it was out and I like watched videos on it, and I was like, "Ooh, Elden Ring, this looks neat." It's, it seems like a Souls game, but not a type of Souls game that I would like. So maybe let's because I don't like the Souls game, so it seems like a Souls game that I might like. So let's see it. That being said. I'm still voting for Stray. <laughs> Kyle, can I classify myself a gamer if I haven't played any of these games? Yeah. That's a conversation you and I should have on here is what makes pe- like someone who's a fan. Like these first best narrative, Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizons, Immortality. The first Horizons is a fine game. I couldn't tell you what any of it's about. Immortality, I've never heard of. God of War, Ragnarok... I could see that really being a contender, but also God of War Ragnarok will have been out for about a month by time this comes out. You know what I mean? Right. Like by time the game awards show up. So I feel like maybe we're doing this a little preemptively, but whatever. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Plague Tale gets it. I've heard Plague Tale. I've heard Plague Tale, Kyle, if you're interested, is like a stealth game. I know. I have the first one. Mm. I'm, who are you gonna go go for on this one? I want God of War. Elden. Yeah. I feel like it's just gonna have an amazing story. I'm gonna go with again. I'm gonna go with the underdog and go with Plague Tale. I know mm. Immortality is probably the real underdog, but like, I've never even heard of that. Like, it's all just the same shit. Best art direction. Uh, this one, I feel like you can genuinely judge if you've never played the games. So I want to see Scorn though. Why? Because that's like a game that has like, it doesn't tell you what to do in the game, but it's like very like, I think at one point it like a machine like <laughs> uh, does something to you. To your butt, Kyle? Nope, does it do it to your butt? the other way. Your, your peen? Yeah. Oh my God. 
I okay, so I'll be honest with you. I think I'm gonna pick Scorn. I'm just going through Google Image right now, which yeah. is maybe just shit content, but uh, it looks very HR Geiger. Yeah, and I like that. Like I like that. Gr- oh, I remember watching this with you. Um, I'm gonna go with Scorn. That's that's my pick. Yeah, because ah, I do like Stray a lot though. Like Stray's like cyberpunky. Like mm. I'm gonna go with Stray. I lied to you. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry, Kyle. What's next? Uh, best best score. This is I metal Hellsinger is that uh, rhythm based game with a bunch of metal people like bands and stuff like that. Oh, really? That help make like the soundtrack to like you know, shoot and like hit to the beat and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. There was a game that was an indie game called BPM or Bullets Per Minute. Mm. That was like the same thing. Uh, I'm going out. I'm. I'm gonna go uh, God of War on this one because I thought the first one soundtrack fit it so well, like those deep chants, those guttural chants in the first ah, one. So I'm gonna go right. with, you know what I mean? Right. The only the only sound direction I know from Elden Ring is that there's like these owl maw things that sound like the Halo Three screen, like intro screen. Best audio design. I no, I didn't play Turismo Seven. I mean, it's probably going to be Call of Duty or Turismo. I would, I would put my money on Gran Turismo for this one, just because God of War and Elden Ring was Elden Ring that good of a game? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put my money on Gran Turismo just because. What's the What's the Xbox racing game that's doing Fable? The same. Um, Gran Turismo. Yeah. Oh, it is that one. Yeah. Oh, then I played this. I played this uh, last year. No, I played the one where it's like in Spain. That one. I'm going to go Gran Turismo. Best performance. I know who I'm going for. The man himself. Ashley Birch. Oh, for God of War? Yeah. They got both You're of them. Gonna, I'm going to go for the kid. I'm going to go for Sonny. Because Sonny, uh, uh, mm. Sonny's in uh, mid-90s. And who else is here? I've never... I don't even know who... Gage? I don't know who that is. I don't know who any of these people are other than the two. Well, I know who Ashley Birch is. She's in everything. Uh, but I'm going with Sonny. If you're going to go with Dad, I'm going to go with Boy. <laughs> Who's up next? Games for Impact. I'm memorable as this one. I, I only know as stuff falls. I only saw that, but like I don't can know. Can I skip? I don't know any yeah, of you these can games. Skip. Kyle, I've never even heard of these. Okay, sorry. For a thoughtful, for a thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ongoing. I never played any of them. You never played. You never played Destiny Two. Best no, ongoing. Not that. Right. The uh, one before. The one before. I mean, I gotta go I with Destiny Two instead of Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite got better when they got rid of building. You know what I mean? Mm. And I actually, out of all of these, I don't like Apex. I don't know what it is. I just don't really like Apex. I'm going to go with Fortnite. I can't believe I'm unironically voting for Fortnite in 2022. Best indie, Cult of the Lamb, Stray, Tunic, Neon White, and Shifu. What are you picking, my friend? Cult of the Lamb. That's what I'm going to pick? I ha- Did you play Cult of the Lamb? I have not. That's one I really want to try. I want to. I feel like that's a good Switch game. 
Right. Uh, it's by Devolver, right? No. Yeah, by Devolver. If I could find a physical of that, I'd really like to get it, even if it's on the cheap. Uh, but I watched somebody stream it, and it has, like, Twitch integration. So your Twitch, like, the people in your chat and your hmm. followers are your cult members. Interesting. And, like, because I watched Jabroni Mike play it, and, like, when you play with him, I don't think you have to own the game to do it. But it gives you an option that you can, like, customize what your character looks like in the cult. Huh. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm going with Cult of the Lamb. Because Devolver just makes good shit to begin with. Best mobile. Marvel Snap, Tower Fantasy, Diablo, Genshin, Apex. Uh, Lou so, keeps talking about Marvel Snap and how he's addicted to it. So I'm just going to go for really? that. Really? Yeah. I'm going to skip this like one. A... Because Blizzard bad. I don't want to give Disney more money. Or hype or whatever. I'm just going to skip this one. Also because I don't even know anything about these. Best community support. Apex, Destiny, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. We're giving this one to No Man's Sky, right? No Man's Sky. Yeah. Like every uh, I year. I hate the Destiny every community. Year. Because if something is... Uh, there's a lot of people in the Destiny community that's like... Oh man, they had this cool fun thing about a gun coming to life and taking over their Twitter thing and messing it up. Where's yeah. our content, Bungie? How dare you not give us content? And it's like, just enjoy this fun thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What's next? Innovation and access- accessibility. Last of Us Part 1 is on here. Return to Monkey Island, The Quarry, God of War Ragnarok is Dust Falls. I watched a stream of all of The Quarry did you did you watch or play any of Quarry? No. Okay, so it's very bad. Uh, Brenda Song is in it. Shout out my girl. You recording, Kyle? Yep. Sorry, I just want to keep checking because I'm doing something different. Um, shout out my girl Brenda Song. But if the accessibility options are anything close to what they were in The Last of Us 2, I'm going with The Last of Us 1. Um, I don't know what the quarry really had. The streamer I watched played fart noises over it. So sometimes they would say something and it'd be like one guy was in his underwear and like took his pants off. And as he's doing it, he just farted. And it's really funny because I have the humor of a nine-year-old. So Last of Us. Best VR AR. After the Fall, Amogus, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter. So, Kyle, I don't know any of these games other than Amogus. The Bone Labs thing, if I recall, that's the thing that lets you actually use, like, your finger functionality and, like, that whole thing. But I thought that was Bone Works. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go for Among Us because that seems like a fun, stupid thing in VR. Yeah. Dude, the thing? But, like, cartoony? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Among Us. I like Among Us a lot. I wish it didn't, like, die. Not die, but, like, be, like, a big meme like it was. Best action game, Bayonetta 3, Cow of Duty, Neon White, Shifu, Shif, Shifu, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. What are you going with? Call of Duty, right? Kyle, you're a know, big Call like of Duty fella. Options. Absolutely not. No, I know. I'm joking. I'm going to skip. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know what, Kyle? I'm going to follow in your footsteps. Best action adventure. Wow, this year sucked. It's just the same games over and over again. Plague Tale, God of War, Horizon, Stray, Tunic. 
I'm God of War, God I feel of like, War. is going to be a good game, but I feel like Stray is just different. I feel like, from the biggest complaint I heard about Stray was just that it was, there wasn't a lot of gameplay. It was a lot of just moving and hitting X. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Stray just again, underdog. And I've never even heard of Tunic. It's like a Zelda clone. Mm. Best role-playing game. Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Yeah. Live a live a live. Live alive. Pokemon Arceus. Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Xenoblade Chronicle. I'm actually gonna pass on this one. I wouldn't be surprised if this went to Pokemon. Uh, but I know it's gonna go to Elden Ring, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna skip. Best fighting, DNF duel, JoJo's King of Fighters. Is that 15? Multiverses and Shifu. We're doing multiverses, right? Yep. Okay, cool. I haven't played it yet still, but like that one seemed hella fun and kind of broken. Oh, best family, dude. The Nint- Okay, so the Nintendo category. Kirby, Lego Star Wars, Mario and Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, or Splatoon 3. So all but one of these is Nintendo. Kyle, what are you going with? Uh... I think I'm going to go Kirby. Okay. I haven't played anything on here. And I'm going to be complete. Splatoon 3 was the biggest opening release for a video game ever in Japan. That being said, stop texting me. That being said, I don't like Splatoon all that much. Uh, I didn't like 2 all that much. But Nintendo Switch Sports, Kyle, um, I have two words for you. You ready? Yeah. Does it actually still do that? I don't know. I haven't I don't played it. So. I very much want to pick it up. But but it has bowling. Right. And I'm picking that. For the Nintendo category. Best sim and or strategy. Dune Spice Wars. Mario and Rabbits. Total War. Total War Warhammer 3. Two Point Campus. And Victoria Trice. To Victoria 3. I'm skipping this one. Uh, I'm going Total War. Really? Why? I, I really like that game. Cool. Never played it. Oh, Kyle, best sports are racing? All right. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go for Ollie Ollie World. That's the correct choice. Skateboarding. When you see skateboarding, you pick it. Cool. I'm happy we agreed on that one. Best multiplayer. Multiverses. Oh, dude. Overwatch 2? <laughs> Overwatch 2? The game that I need my, my credit card or my phone number to get into a match for? Dude, Chris, my friend who plays Overwatch Heavy... Yeah. I, I went to his show and I saw him there. I'm like, yo, how you been? We're talking, we're shooting the shit. And I was like, what do you think about the new Overwatch? He's like, it sucks. Like, mm-hmm. there's a dude who like knows the ins and outs of the game. He's like, it sucks, but I'm playing it. Yeah. I'm going to skip this one. No, multiverses? Yeah, I give it to multiverses. I'll give it to multiverses. You got me, Kyle. We got to play this sometime. You know who we have to vote for the next one. Content creator of the year? Neblin. Oh my god, we have to do Neblin. Yep. Nibelon, whatever his name is. Dude, rip the young legend? Are you know, kidding me? Moment of silence for Neblin? Man was murdered in cold blood by Elon Musk. Hell yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Kyle, I said it on the episode. I don't know if you heard it or not. You send me at least five to... You used to now that he's dead. <laughs> you send me five to ten links a week yeah. from this man. Best debut indie. Neon White, No Crow, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. I've been voting Stray. I see. St- I'm a simple man. I see Stray. I vote. 
best adaptation. God, you, I mean, uh, un, I heard nothing good about Uncharted. Arc, sorry, Arcane Legends, Cyberpunk, Cuphead Show, Sonic 2, Uncharted. I've heard nothing good about Uncharted. Arcane Legends, I'm not super into. Cyberpunk, I'm not super into. I've heard good, really good things about that. So it really comes down to the Cuphead Show and Sonic 2. But Kyle, I'll be honest with you, I still haven't seen the Cuphead Show. I think it's like it's season three three coming out. We, you and I have a Kyle and Vince likes about Sonic 2. I know, but I'm voting that for I'm, Cyberpunk. You're voting for Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk has a music video, and it, that song really hits me hard. <laughs> Is it? No, Arcane has... has um, Arcane should not be on here. Sorry. Let me get on my soapbox for a second. Arcane should not be on here. Because their intro song is by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> that band fucking so- I hate Imagine Dragons with such a passion. I'm going with Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is so good. I love that movie. I gotta watch it again. Most anticipated game. Final Fantasy 16? 16. Hogwarts Le- Legacy. Fo- Resident Evil 4, which came out fucking 12 years ago. Starfield and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. You and I both know what's getting this. Well, I'm going Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, what do you what do you think I was I'm doing Starfield. Yeah, no, I don't know I don't what you care. were thinking. I thought you were going to go I, with if Zoldor. I can't play it. No. Wow. I don't like Breath of the Wild, so like to me I don't give a fuck about the next. I'm going to play it. Like, I'm going to get it. But, like, I, I mean, I, maybe I won't. Who knows? But still, Starfield, Starfield for me is, is... That's the least anticipated game really? for me. I don't... It's it's well, a Xbox exclusive, so I don't really care. Yeah, I get it. So, best esports, Kyle. Counter-Strike Global. You know, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, or Valorant. Dude, what are you going with? I don't know. I like Rocket League, but I haven't played it in years, so I'm just going to skip. Skip. Yo, best esports athlete, dude? I skip. I'm skipping all Joey, those. Faker, Kerrigan, Sample. Yeah, we can skip this. Is Wait, Charlie your best not? esports team? Best esports team? I do not see uh, the Team Moist or whatever Charlie's is. I don't care. Who's following esports like this? I need to know. Best esports caster, Doom Bros, Roban, Score, Bazaka. Jesus Christ, we're still using numbers in our name. You, how come no one's name is like Frank? <laughs> Best esports event. Okay, we can skip this one too. This is the last one. Hold on, I'm seeing if if we do vote for everyone. If it does submit it, no, I think you have to hit the share button. You're just going back. And oh, I don't have something? a share button. I just have pre- my next button is grayed out. Oh, so those are our picks, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Great picks. Uh, Elden Ring is going to win every award because it's the only game that came out this year. If you enjoyed the show, thank you for sticking around. My name is Vince. This is my friend Kyle. The intro music is done by the one and only Shane Ivers. You can get all of his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Uh, for the intro song, if you get rid of the feather duster, it's all of his stuff. Shout out to the Patreon. Thank you again. The show is brought to you by them. They are the sole sponsor as of right now for the show. The link to the Redbubble is down there if you'd like to support the show in a smaller monetary way. There is also links to my Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, the show's Twitter, and a link to the Discord. Thank you for being here. I love you very much, and I will be seeing you next week.
Bye, Kyle. Bye, bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Goulman Entertainment Production.